0: welcome to the main column proudly brought to you by our season sponsor merikem Maricem is a global leader in full-service sulfur removal caustic treating and spent caustic treatment technologies we also provide spent caustic handling services as an alternative to technology solutions merikem's reputation stands on principles of proven performance unsurpassed expertise and an uncommon commitment to its customers for more information visit merikem.com
1: So hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to this latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. We have two very special guests joining us today. Jan Schumate, who's the Director of Worldwide Engineering and Construction Solutions for Eastman, and Kyle Lednicki, who is the Vice President of Business Development for Ariane. So we're going to be diving into the Engineering and Construction Contracting Association, or ECC, and how their organization is developing the leaders of tomorrow – as well as tackling the major trends and challenges in the global engineering and construction landscape. Now, we've got a lot to get to on this episode, so I'd like to welcome in our special guest. Jan, Kyle, how are y'all doing today?
2: Awesome, thank you for having us.
0: Good morning, Lee, it's great to be here to speak with you. Excellent,
1: and really, we wanna thank y'all for providing us a couple minutes of your time. We know how busy y'all are, so we really appreciate it. Um, now, before we dive into this discussion today, Can you provide a quick note about your current companies and your roles with the organizations that you all are with?
2: Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Lee. Um, Yeah, so I work for a company called Arian. Uh, We're located in Houston, Texas. Um, We're a full-service, multidiscipline EPCM contractor. And so what that means, we provide um, things like engineering, procurement, project management, construction management. Um, All to primarily the energy and chemicals industry, Um, my role as uh, a Vice President of Business Development primarily focused on um, our growth in the downstream, as well as the uh, automation and controls businesses.
0: Thank you, Lee. I'm with Eastman. We are a global specialty materials company. Uh, We develop innovative and unique solutions to the challenges that our customers and consumers face around the globe across multiple market segments. We're also extremely committed to the circular economy and solving uh, recycling and circular issues for the globe. We have our flagship molecular recycling facility that is starting up at the end of 2023, coming online at our Kingsport, Tennessee headquarters facility. That facility is also our largest manufacturing complex in the world. That's where I'm based. And we've announced plans for a second facility to follow in Europe. So it is a very exciting time for all of us at Eastman right now.
1: Excellent. Well, I really want to thank y'all for joining us today. So before uh, we get to some of the questions that I have, can you provide the listeners a little bit more about ECC, uh, the association, for those that just might not be familiar with this group?
2: Sure. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Um, so ECC has been around for, um, gosh, over 50 years now, um, and it stands for In- Engineering Construction and Contracting Association. And really at its core, um, our value proposition is how we improve Uh, the capital project space right and so how we do that we bring in uh, folks from the owner side as well as um, the engineer and construction construction side um, as well as our strategic suppliers our vendor partners um, and academia and really coming together to uh, to talk about things that are relevant in our industry to talk about um, how to how to do projects uh, more efficiently how we can do them safer um, you know how, how we do more with less, and, and how to address challenges that all of us are facing. Right, inflation and um, craft labor, um, the you know AI and all these all these things that are coming at us. Um, you know COVID, uh, working working projects through COVID. So um, you know getting together um, really in a safe place a safe space we'll say uh where you know you can come together with your peers with your competitors and um and and really address uh you know some of the things that are that are uh you know facing facing us today
1: yeah and that's one area that i want to uh, start on especially with challenges that are going on in the ENC space so with this organization, ECC, how are they helping solve challenges that are within the capital projects industry that they're going to be facing today and likely are going to face uh, down the line in the future?
2: Yeah, g- great question, Lee. Um, you know, ECC is uh, really focused around our annual conference that we have at the end of August every year. Um, although we we we've expanded and now have other events like ECC Extra, but um, you know really the, the conference is what we're known for. And so I, I'll answer that question by just giving sort of a, um, you know, a synopsis of, of some of when, what went on at the conference last year. So, you know, we've got a, a series of keynotes um, that will, you know, typically have four or five speakers that uh will we'll share on the main stage with us. Last year we had, um, I'll highlight a couple of them. We had um, an economist named Arun Banbasu um, talked about, uh, you know, some of the trends today, reshoring from China, the Inflation Reduction Act. Is it really going to reduce inflation or could it increase it in the short term? Um, how's the U.S. economy look? You know, the contra- contradictory signals that we're seeing there. So, um, And then another speaker we had was Vicky of the CEO of Oxy. Really cool uh, things that Oxy's doing, talking about um, the future of sustainable hydrocarbons. Um, you know, they're they're piloting some direct air capture technologies um, for for capturing carbon, and then you know utilizing that carbon for uh, EOR enhanced oil recovery. And so, um, just some some uh, you know a, a couple of examples of of some of the main stage speakers. Um, but also we've got um, you know we'll have a series of forums that that we'll have at the conference. Last year. Couple of examples. Um, we had, we had one around what we called the energy trilemma, right? So, um, how do we keep energy affordable, uh, sustainable, but at the same time reliable? And so there was a great panel discussion around that. Um, and another one was around workforce of the future, right? the 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 workforce is changing. It's getting younger. There's different needs. There's different issues. Um, and so, you know, what what trends are we seeing around um, how to hire, how we engage the workforce, how do we retain the workforce, um, and then making sure we're investing, uh, you know, in that future talent, um, you know, as uh, you know, as the workforce is, is changing. So, um, so those are just a couple of examples. And then, you know, one thing we've recently started, um, Lee, is you know, providing um, takeaway packets for from the conference, right? So. You know, uh, we all have twenty-eight different conferences we could go to. Uh, you know, all all day, every day. And so, one thing we recognize is that uh, you know, we really we we want people to you know go back to to their jobs and their day-to-day activities and have something saying, "Hey, you know, man, I really learned this uh, something cool, or I saw saw this, or um, you know, here's some new things that maybe we want to try within our organization." So for us. Keeping that, um, you know, the um, you know the ability for someone to go back and really have a takeaway, have something tangible that they can utilize, um, not just hey, I'm going to go spend a few days uh, goofing off in Florida, but you know, really having something that um, can improve, um, you know, their organization when they when they get back home the next week. So, um, so those are just a few, few, uh, you know, a few takeaways from. From last year's conference, that I think are are you know really a highlight, um, you know how uh, you know how we're how we're addressing some of those challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. No, excellent. And you touched upon one thing that I I, I wanted to get to next. It was a great segue, and that's when you were talking about developing future talent, which is a huge workplace challenge. I know that's going on in the industry now. Um, and so I, I want to bring Jan into the conversation here. So how is ECC a platform to attract and develop talent for the industry? And and how is the organization driving thought leadership in the industry and helping generate that, that those leaders of tomorrow?
0: So great question, Lee. And I know it's one that both Kyle and I feel passionately about, as well as so many other members of the ECC board. And Kyle just went through a, a wonderful recap of just this past year's conference. That was one conference that offered all those incredible learning opportunities and thought leadership opportunities. So when you think about that every year and our extra conference and our mid-year meetings, uh, just the, the quality and the topics and the thoughts that are covered there is a huge draw to members of our industry. So it really does pull multiple layers and levels of individuals to the event. Uh, there's always dedicated networking time where those those individuals can reach out and share and exchange those thoughts and build upon their own learning experience while while they're there. But we do have a very structured um, approach to helping develop the future leaders of our industry, and it's uh, very uniquely named our Future Leader Program. It's uh, it's a great program, and I participated in it. Kyle participated in it. Uh, there's a lot of engineers and a lot of companies now, and 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 a lot of members of our industry that have participated in that program. It's a vibrant network of emerging professionals that. Uh, are engaged in activities to support ECC's mission to promote that thought leadership and and bring fresh perspectives to the conferences and to the events that we tackle. Um, they develop new ideas. We provide them visibility and opportunities to have that exchange in that forum, and it really gives our whole energy, our whole industry, uh, an energy by getting those future leaders involved and giving them insight before they they rise up through the ranks um and to see that opportunity for them to network and how that program has grown it started with a few individuals in the in the two-digit numbers and now it's it's well over 200 members so it's been exciting to see that grow They work with us to bring topics and ideas that are important and of the moment that we should focus on in the conference, in the extra event. They have their own mid-year meeting where they have the opportunity to get leadership development, um, leadership coaching, talk about uh, topics that are important to them today. So it's a great professional development avenue for them. It's a great networking avenue, and it is a fantastic way for them to go ahead and give back to the industry actually helping create our content and the thoughts and the uh, ideas that will become part of the forums, part of the conferences, and and part of the mid-year events and the extra event as well. Um, My own personal story, I, I got involved with the Future Leaders Program back in 2012 And some of the individuals that I worked with that I met at that time to this day, we are fantastic friends. We still pick up the phone and call each other uh, when we're tackling an issue. Some of the things that I worked on in different committees in that time frame. Just this week, I spoke with somebody else in industry about one of those topics that I worked on almost 10, a little over 10 years ago now. So it is really meaningful engagement. It's a meaningful opportunity to contribute and it provides meaningful, meaningful development for those future leaders. So I shared a little bit about my experience with future leaders. I know that uh, Kyle has his his own pathway with that organization. So, Kyle, maybe I'll let you speak to your history with future leaders
2: yeah thanks, Jan. Uh, our our stories are pretty similar um i started with uh with e c c uh in two thousand and fourteen as as a future leader um so this is my ninth year of involvement and um you know e- ECC has given so much to me that uh you know when i when i was asked um you know if if uh you know i wanted to lead and and be the chair for twenty twenty fours conference uh, you know, I was I was very humbled, but very, very much uh, you know, on board to uh you know to to take on the role because it has given so much to me and in and you know, as Jan mentioned, not only with friendships, personal relationships, but also professionally and development. And you know, you, you get out of your comfort zone and and you do various things, um, you know, uh, just raising money is wasn't comfortable for me, you know, sponsorships and and putting together marketing strategies, um, you know, developing content for the conference. Um, I, I had to sit down and interview Emmett Smith, um, on stage in front of 700 people two years ago, um, which, uh, was an incredibly, uh, you know, incredible experience, but, um, you know, definitely, uh, not something I was comfortable doing. So, um, and I think there's countless stories of that, right? You know, those are just, you know, J- Jan and I's examples, but I think there's, um, I think we're, I don't know how many future leaders we have now, we're up over 200, but um, um, just so many great opportunities to to grow, develop, um, and network, and, um, you know, develop uh, relationships that will, you know, continue for, for, for many years.
0: And Cal, I'll add just one more thought onto that. We talked a lot about the individual's opportunity to get involved in industry and their opportunity to give back. I think one of the key points that I've seen in myself and so many others is the development of skill sets that we don't often have the opportunity to flex in our day jobs, or maybe there's a little bit of uh, hesitancy to do that in our day jobs. It really provides that venue to develop a skill set that does create. A, a leader in the future, and I saw that myself, and I've seen that in so many of our future leaders that it's really provided that development opportunity that gave them the uh, the impetus to step forward and lead in within their company and within their industry, respectively outside of ECC.
1: excellent. and And Kyle, you're lucky you just had to uh, interview him at Smith instead of trying to tackle him. Would have been. That, that's right. It, it it it
2: was tough as a lifelong uh, Houston Oiler or Houston Texan fan, but um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I put any bias aside uh, and was actually he was super engaging. Uh, really, uh, couldn't be more humble and uh, friendly, and made made the process pretty pretty easy uh, to uh, you know to just kind of uh, chat with him. So. Yeah.
1: No, and, and I've, I've been to several of the future leader meetings that ECC uh, has held in the past, and, and they are very impactful. I mean, they're, they're really good stuff. So, I mean, I know anyone listening today, if they have um, you know, younger engineers uh, in the industry that that are interested in that, that ECC future leader program is very, very impactful, and it can be for them in the future. Um, and, was moving on now, I, I do want to talk about some current market trends. So, when you when you have some uh, an association like ECC and how are they help raising awareness on the current market trends that are shaping the industry and of course there are those those different market trends but then how are they assisting in generating agile responses to those forces?
0: That that is a fantastic question, Lee, um, and it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity that ECC. Uh, has to raise awareness to these issues. So, with our membership base, um, in addition to just always having our eye on what's coming next, what are those challenges as a board? Uh, we do meet monthly, and we're raising those issues within the board. Uh, we also have uh, an esteemed membership. We have the ability to survey them, reach out to them. So we're we're seeing those. We're getting insight from the from the parties that work with us. We're able to survey our membership. And we're able to really dig into those uh, coming out of the annual conference and coming out of the extra conference. We have uh, mid year and we have going into the conference sponsors meetings. So, in addition to the great topics, and Kyle did a fantastic job highlighting the ones from this past year's conference. You'll see some replication of general things. We normally have an economic outlook. We have uh, the latest uh, economist view of what we've seen, what's going on in industry, what's coming next. Uh, we generally try to have a uh, emerging technology, emerging industry view of a company that's breaking into a new territory, a new. Um, span of our industry or an adjacent industry, and then uh, we also try to focus on those things that we know that are um, avant-garde to us today, such as contracting strategy or the skilled labor uh, focus if if it's in crisis or we see concerns ahead, even uh, ECC Extra, which I know Kyle's going to talk a little bit more about in a minute. Uh, we're going to have Brett Flavin from Boom Nation, which is, uh, you know, the largest um organization of skilled workers in in the, in the North America. So we really try to bring those topics to the forefront. We try to get discussion around those. And then we have breakout groups during the conferences, and we have those mid-year and annual sponsorship meetings where we've got the opportunity to dissect that a little bit, to get into breakout groups, to talk about what this really means, what we heard, how can industry form a response to this and really be thoughtful in how we digest that information. So I think it's a wonderful way to bring All of that together, we we focus on hearing about it, learning about it, and then provide the avenue for the thought leaders of our industry to really sit down and focus their thoughts from that and start to put together plans on how we can go back out in our jobs day to day and tackle these issues and incorporate what we've learned uh, from, from the events and the offerings of ECC. So, uh, Kyle, I want to ask you one
1: quick thing about uh, ECC, and 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 the primary focus. This is, you know, how do they bring together market leaders and enable things like closer collaboration? With, I mean, the ultimate goal of just securing the future of this industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's um, really, really two things. One, ensuring that you know our association is built on owners. Engineering and construction contractors, as well as suppliers, and having a mix um, of those folks from those various organizations, because, uh, you know, you get a a room full of, uh, uh, you know, suppliers or just get a room full of owners, um, the value is not there. Right. So I think for us, we're very much focused on bringing relevant content, relevant takeaways across all of those, um, you know, all of those organizations, all of those types of companies, because you have to have all of those in a room together, um, you know, talking about um, topics um, that are relevant to us today. And I think the second piece is ensuring that there's a level of um, comfortability to, you know, to talk about what's going on in your business, obviously not giving, you know, uh, details on, you know, things, things, uh, strategies and things you're doing within your company, but being able to talk In generalities about, hey, yeah, we're having trouble with um, you know retention, or we're having a safety issue, or you know we're having um, you know project overruns or what have you. So I think um, one, making sure you have a good mix of um, you know folks from the various organizations, and then two, ensuring that uh, you know you're in the trust tree, right? That you're 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 not going to worry about um, getting bombarded um, with you know, people trying to sell you something or it's, you know, that you're going to, it's not a trade show. You know, we've never had a a booths or trade show type environment. So ensuring that, you know, um, when folks go there, they know that everybody's, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, rowing in the same direction, right? That we're all um, focused on, um, you know, how we, how we can improve uh, the capital project space.
1: Uh, so for my next question, Jen, um, can you talk a little bit more about how ECC connects communities and industries around the globe?
0: Great question. So we've we've talked a lot about um, the format of our offerings and, and what we're doing across industry, but the communities are just as import, important. Um, we are a global organization, We have participation in our events from people around the globe, uh, but giving back and supporting those communities around the globe is also very important to us. So through our future leader program, we have partnered with an organization called Bridges to Prosperity and Bridges to Prosperity is a fantastic organization. They are focused on providing safe access uh, to underserved or um, communities that don't have that that right today, and they believe that that safe access is a human right, as do we. They work with governments, the private sector, um, and other stakeholders such as ourselves to design, build, and maintain durable and cost-effective Transportation infrastructure, like bridges, to allow people who would have to walk uh, over an hour, over two hours, to get to basic, basic needed necessities, they now can cut that down to the mat to a matter of a few moments, and um, their return on investment is forty nine percent, which is huge in our industry. They've completed over five hundred bridges in communities around the globe and they've provided over 1.8 million people with safe access now. And that safe access is allowing farmers to get products to market easier, it's allowing better food sources, it's allowing better access to healthcare, and it's allowing better access to education for uh, youth in in underserved areas. And we all know that education is the key uh, to really being able to break out of that cycle. So it's a fantastic organization, um, ECC through the Future Leader program has been partnered with Bridges to Prosperity now for several years. Uh, we've had the uh, fantastic opportunity. Uh, through how they structure um, their fundraising and their uh, joint commitments. We built several half bridges, uh, contributed to several half bridges. We're going all the way this year that we're going to, uh, our goal is we're going to have a full bridge behind us. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is um, the future leaders have organized a golf tournament on March the 8th. Uh, It's signing up fast. So if you're interested in participating, please reach out to Kyle, myself, somebody within the ECC organization organization. We'd love to have you participate. It's for a great cause uh, to help uh, build a a full bridge in one of those underserved areas in a remote region of the world.
1: Excellent. So I got one last question for y'all. And Kyle, this is probably something you uh, you can address. So besides the ECC annual conference, ECC holds a separate conference called ECC Extra, so can you talk a little bit more about that and why ECC Extra is good for the industry and of course if, you know what can people expect uh when attending
2: Sure yeah so just backing up a few years you know we we got a lot of feedback from from folks that would attend our annual conference basically saying hey you know we we'd love some more content uh, we'd like to engage more throughout the year as opposed to just once for a few days um You know at the end of august and so um the the idea of ecc extra was born this is you know three three or so three plus years ago and so um it started in new orleans we did our first two um in new orleans um in the you know january february time frame but essentially it's a um it's a smaller version of ecc it's you know a day and a half first let's say you know three days two and a half days um And it's at a, you know, a much lower price point Um, and it really, and and it's local, right? So, you know, a lot of our, um, you know, ECC events are in Colorado or, um, you know, uh, Florida or where have you. And so this was designed to be a lot more accessible, you know, not only at a lower price point, but geographically to maybe where you you could drive. Um, So, you know, allowing, um, you know, more content maybe for our um, conference attendees, but also, um, opening opening it up for you know folks that maybe couldn't get to the conference because they don't have the time or they don't have the budget um, where they where they can you know spend a day um, you know joining. So this year this year we're moving it to um, to Austin um, at uh, the end of January, January 31st, and uh, and February 1st, um, and we'll we'll have it there for the next uh, for the next two years.
1: Yeah, great, great, Kyle. Thanks for thanks for that. So for this year's ECC Extra that's coming up, uh, like you mentioned, at the end of January, uh, early February, can you provide a little bit more about maybe some of the speaker lineup and what people can learn from attending this uh, event?
2: Um, Yeah, we've got a we've got a great lineup this year, Lee. Um, You know, our our keynote this year is uh, Bernard Bommel. He's a a chief global economist at the uh, Economic Outlook Group. Um, And so um, he is, um, he's uh, proven in recent years to be um, quite good at predicting future uh, economic uh, outlooks. So a recession, no recession, he's going to speak to that and give his thoughts on, um, you know, what the next, uh, you know, near term market outlooks uh, are going to be, you know, uh, uh, Jan mentioned uh, Boom Nation earlier, they're going to be on a great panel addressing uh, craft resources. We have um, Tara Gray, he's going to talk about um, leadership development. And then um, closing out the day is a guy named Parker Meeks. Um, he's a CEO of a company called Hyzon Motors. And this one's really cool. I'm looking forward to this one. He The, the company's essentially figured out a a zero emission hydrogen fuel cell solution And the the application is in commercial and industrial transportation. So, you know, today we're hearing so much about uh, blue, green, whatever color hydrogen. And so um, these folks have, um, you know, found a way to, you know, utilize this hydrogen fuel source um, in their, you know, various trucks uh, and commercial industrial um you know transportation so i'm really excited to hear that and, and think that could be uh i, I think our our uh, our folks will be um pretty uh pretty excited to hear that story and and so we're you know this uh i think we're as of yesterday we were about 70 percent full we've got a i think 450 is our um you know max capacity um and so um, so that's my my call to action. If you want to uh, if you want to attend, go ahead and get signed up because it's going to fill up here, um, likely within the next um, couple of weeks. And you can do so just by googling ECC conference, or um, you know maybe maybe there can be uh, we can send a link out or reach out to Jane or I. So.
1: Yeah, excellent. Yeah, thanks for that, Kyle. Yeah, so if you are interested in this conference or the the larger ECC annual conference, yeah, you can go to ecc-conference.org. We'll keep we'll put the uh, the URL though uh, in the um, in the podcast description, so that way they can have a quick uh, jump to that URL to find out more about ECC Extra as well as ECC Annual. Um, so with that though, again. Jay and Kyle, I know how busy y'all are, so I really want to thank y'all for providing us for some time to discuss ECC and ECC Extra and, of course, how they're engaged with the global ENC and c community. Um, and so we really want to appreciate, appreciate y'all's time today. And, of course, again, we want to thank all of you for listening to this latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.